KZSU News Update for Thursday, October 8th. Justice for Breonna Taylor looks like abolition. I'm Michaela Tillery with an opinion from the Stanford Daily. My friends told me that it was hypocritical to advocate for the abolition of the police in the prison industrial complex while demanding the arrest of Brett Hankison, Jonathan Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove. And admittedly, it was hypocritical and even naive to have faith in a system that has targeted black women like Breonna Taylor, like Sandra Bland, women who look like me since its conception. Today, I sat on a Zoom call where myself and my black female co-workers cried about our exhaustion after hearing the news. There are no words that can describe the feeling of powerlessness, almost numbness, that I felt reading the words, wanton endangerment. For months, I had pictured this day rather optimistically, hoping to see murder at the top of the indictment paperwork, as if a single charge could heal us after a hundred days of protesting. Perhaps in a more perfect world, all three men could have been charged. Brianna's law could have been more than a superficial nod to her death in this case, could have been a shining example of the power of collective action. Instead, we're brought back to a reality where, as Audre Lorde put it best, the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. That is to say that the hearing today was not an individual injustice specific to the case of Breonna Taylor, but rather an inherently corrupt system working as intended. It's almost prophetic that the narrative of the protest was largely focused on the merit of rioting. After a woman was unjustly murdered in her own home, somehow property damage was pushed to the forefront. Hankison was charged with wanton endangerment when the bullets met for the innocent Breonna Taylor and Kenneth Walker missed and entered the homes of her neighbors. It's baffling that the indictment can describe Hankison as having an extreme indifference to human life, but still let property supersede the value of Breonna's life. To those, including my Stanford peers, who have inundated my Instagram feed with those tacky infographics and captions that trivialize the death of Brianna, who have polluted social media with graphic content of black men being slaughtered, who have posted a black square before returning to business as usual, I ask that you consider the oppressive structures and institutions that you feed by making this a superficial issue. I hope that it's clear after today that there's no accountability nor justice for a black woman in a system that simply compounds and commodifies our suffering. We cannot legitimize the current policing system by expecting it to detoxify and dismantle itself. What we can do is take it to the streets, take it to the polls, and take down the white supremacy that thrives within policing and prisons alike. Whether that manifests as protesting, rioting, or looting, it's a small price to pay for an innocent black woman to receive justice. Without justice, there cannot and will not be peace. As final words in a situation where I'm otherwise speechless, I pray for a future where the legal, moral, and ethical thing is to allow black women to live. It's not enough to tweet protect black women when one is shot six times and receives less respect than the drywall between her and her neighbors. For the Stanford Daily, I'm Michaela Tillery.
Headlines for your Thursday. Stanford will remove the name of David Starr Jordan, the university's first president and prominent eugenicist, from campus spaces. Essential visitors will soon be allowed on campus, and students will soon be able to register for social ponds. The popular Sunny Donuts shop in San Jose will close its doors after over three decades in business due to financial impacts from the coronavirus. A San Francisco firefighter has died after falling multiple stories during a training accident. The California unemployment backlog has shrunk to 1.3 million as the EDD continues to struggle fulfilling benefits. Governor Newsom announced a new goal to preserve 30% of land in coastal areas by 2030. The glass fire grows to 62% containment with over 67,000 acres burned, and unfortunately, it looks like chances of rain are continuing to fall as it looks like the system will pass us to the south. Temperatures remain cooler in the 60s and 70s through the weekend. I'm Kendur, KZSU News.